Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. Notch and any other guest host are all gone this week. And I'm Caleb. This week, guns, politics, and Nazis. Oh my. Oh my. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. We have to do this? Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Roll the music. So this uh, question came up actually um, on my Duluth trip recently. Uh, Shane, who was on the podcast last week, was in a wedding, I think a week before, a week or two before. Uh, actually, for the, the he might have been Sir Dame in there somewhere. But uh, the question was with him and the other groomsmen at the wedding, will be the worst first dance song? And I'm going to give you what the, the best answer they, that they came up with. I'm going to need that prompt. Um, before He Cheats by Terry Underwood. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, I, we, wow. We we talked about it for a for a while. And yeah, could not come up with anything better than that. I God, I mean, <laughs> that is a perfect answer. Um, I feel like the only other possibility would be someone that's become extremely problematic at this point. Like, because like I mean, take your pick. <laughs> like you definitely can't play R. Kelly at a wedding anymore. <laughs> no, I would right. argue, and uh, I'm I was guilty of this too. No, no. Usher is fine. Yeah, that is R. a Kelly. good possible song for this question. He confessed all his crimes. Yes, it was just adultery with you know of age women, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, like everything was consensual, just outside of the bounds of his other relationship. Um. I I hate to admit I'm guilty of this. I definitely played Michael Jackson at my wedding. And I mean, you also got married a few years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's like... You all kind of knew, but yeah, also like... like, Michael Jackson was dead and buried by then, and that's when we really started to reevaluate things with him. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was before our cultural reawakening, shall we say, but... He was still problematic at that point. Yeah, I think. Oh, hot take here: Jackson Five are okay. Yeah, that's pre everything. Yeah, yeah. Even though they were probably being abused by their dad. Anyway, let's Yeah. Um, My answer, I think, in the long run, was the the Empire March from Star Wars. Ooh. Um. But like, no actual songs with lyrics we could think of that were better than Terry Underwood. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that's it's that's just so perfect. And I honestly, you know, come to think of it, I know that at least my wife has been to a wedding where that wasn't the first song, but that was ironically played at some point. <laughs> and <God. laughs> most of the people were just like, ah, I dig this song. The wedding was in Albertly. So that, that explains so much yeah, of that. Yeah, a lot of country stuff down there. That's a little bit. Not a good. Yeah. That should be played at all during a wedding, but yeah, that's not the first dance yeah. song. Yeah. Um, you might notice from our conversation that we are, in fact, two United fans tonight. Uh, no guest host. Notch is gallivanting through Germany at this point. Um, just posted a picture of a fairy tale castle, I think would be the best way to describe that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been in multiple movies. If yes. it hasn't, it should be. Totally should. The yeah. basis of the Disney castle. Yeah, like, like, it's like amazing it's like good job man you just pulled a stock photo and posted on instagram (laughs) cool anyway so with that let us get rolling we're going to start out as we do with the championship 
But the championship is a game. Is it a game, though? Or is it a league? In fact, it's a segment where you discuss America's top leagues, NWSL and MLS. Starting out with some NWSL talk, Houston Dash with a 1-0 defeat at home against Rain FC. Kind of a humdrum game, especially for the Dash just not really getting anything of note going. No, they didn't really. Yeah. Did find the ball or any momentum uh rain did well defensively though too like yeah the dash worked on his timing in the midfield so it did for the rain for kind yeah. of sitting the defensive plan and carrying it out yep um uh, also a fair amount of shots that troubled dash keeper jane campbell she probably did save that from getting more out of hand but a uh, great bounce back from last week where she let in what six against Portland? Uh, I think it was five. Five, but still. Yeah. Uh, way to bounce back. Only didn't let some one. Still doesn't get any points, but that's been a confidence boost for her for, yep. with some of those saves. Yep. Uh, North Carolina Courage picked up a 1-0 win over the Washington Spirit. This game was this delayed for almost 24 hours due to torrential rain at Wake Med Soccer Park, which despite having excellent drainage, they uh all those whale bones, you know, soaked up the water so well. I it, I think it's <laughs> it's not that it soaks it up. I think it actually filters it down into the water table. Oh, nice! That's actually very handy. Yeah, it's, it's put, genius. More whale bones yeah. elsewhere. Genius uh, <laughs> fossil engineering. Um. Anyway, so they did end up um, playing this one on Saturday instead. Uh, Courage went up a player uh, with uh, the Washington Spirit having uh, someone sent off for dog so in this game. Kind of a, a weak oh, call. We thought so. Uh, kind of pulls. Was it the Binia's? I think it was the Binia's uh, hip. Slightly, yeah. In the I mean, and yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It's by the rule of the law. It's dodge, so unfortunately, yeah, it, it's a call, I guess. Uh, Dabinia did end up getting the only goal, sixty fourth minute. Courage didn't look at their best, even having to grind out a game, uh, despite having the player advantage. No, and they haven't looked their best in a while ever since the players left for the World Cup. I think they've, I mean, they won, they've won games and yeah. as evidenced here, but I think there's a lot of teams yeah. that are hotter. Well, um, I mean. Well, there's one team for sure that's hotter. Oh, you want me to say it? Or go for it. Okay. Shot of Red Stars beat Utah 2 nothing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, Sam Kerr really beat Utah Royals in this game, even though she also kind of beat herself up missing like six or seven shots that like could have been cut chances for Sam yeah. And I made this comparison while watching highlights today. She so did her first goal was taken so well. And um, this is almost blasphemous for me to say as a Liverpool fan, but it's like having Wayne Rooney in his prime in MLS. Yeah, it, it pretty the much way is. He moves with the ball the way he, or the way she moves with the ball the way she dribbles, the way she places her shots, it's she's untouchable out there. Yeah, it, it's 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 borderline hard to watch if you're someone that wants to see a, a super competitive game. But at the same time, it's also one of the most fantastic things to see someone so far at her prime, just dominating on the field of play. She did get the opener in this one. Um, Utah just did not look threatening I mean, at all. Most of the highlights were Sam Tersh shooting. I think Utah maybe had one or two chances. They just sent them wide. Yeah. Like the finishing was not there for them. Yep. 
Um, speaking of finishing not quite there throughout the game, uh, Portland Thorns with a 1-1 draw against Sky Blues at home. Kind of a surprising result, especially given Sky Blues' difficulties Just anywhere. In general, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, Sky, huge point for Sky Blues on the road at a very t- probably one of the toughest places to play in the NWSL with uh, Providence Park. Yep. Amani Dorsey with the uh, leveler in this one after Christine Sinclair scored a PK in the first half. One I, thing of notes, Sky Blues are going yeah. to be playing their game against Rain FC at Red Bull Arena. Kind of a, a glow up from uh, your tech <laughs> field if That's I've ever an heard of one. understatement for sure. Um, it's great that this is happening for for the NWSL. Um, just a shame that a lot of people's first NWSL games going to be watching Sky Blues. Yeah, but I mean, at, at the same time, though, it's like hopefully this is the sign that there's enough interest in Sky Blues that they could potentially move to Red Bull Arena right, with is- proper investment from a rich company that would love to continue its work in soccer. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, look forward to Nas buying Sky Blues. Um, moving on to MLS. <laughs> Um, suck man <laughs> atlanta uh, 3-0 well, win should we talk oh. about the all-star game no okay uh atlanta 3-0 right win over the <laughs> la galaxy um this was less an atlanta win and more an own goal win own congratulations goal to own goal own goal was all over the place this week own goal should have been up for player of the week for mls this year i mean scored so many times yeah like it, it, we'll talk about who actually won it and why for uh the best of reasons um, but it, so many own goals in MLS this week, starting out with us Atlanta Galaxy game. Um, Dave Romney, fantastic sliding own goal. Beautiful form, excellent, perfect placement, just totally beat David Bingham. Um, Giancarlo Gonzalez, maybe a little less impressive. Um, he, he, kind of kind of rumpled over I mean, as he good, uh, finished it. Good, uh Reactions to beat the Joseph Martinez to the ball, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Past David Bainham. Unfortunately for those two guys, David Bainham's on their team. Yeah, that that that's... Really just a yeah, shame. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, Atlanta's only goal that they actually scored was via the penalty spots. Joseph Martinez scoring it for once, not jumping beforehand for once, but also apparently in training before uh, their matchup against Orlando in the Open Cup, uh, doing in his ankle somehow. Yeah, um, no word on how serious the injury is. He didn't travel tonight, but I mean, it, I don't want to wish ill on anybody, but maybe you can be out for the final too. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. rested, like he's yeah. fine. Like, oh, oh do, yeah, we'll yeah. the lead. He'll be fine. Yeah, 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 but totally. not in the final. Totally, totally. <laughs> uh, New York Rebels with a 2 0 victory over Toronto. Uh, Toronto FC at least started this game. Quite sprightly, Josie Altidore appeared to have a fantastic goal that was questionably offside. Uh, just offside. I think the announcers were like, were aghast of how it was called offside, but you clearly see your tried goal defender on midfield line and Josie Altidore just passed midfield line. His back foot was over the midfield line. I will counter that this though. If you draw offside. those lines when you're drunk or something, you can't necessarily take those as gospel. Hey, confessions is not until later. I, I'm not I'm not 
alleging a conspiracy here. Like, I'm pretty sure that actually did happen in Chattanooga with uh, the Red Wolves before a forward Madison game. And Madison <laughs> got blamed for it because, let's face it, the drunk Wisconsinite joke was just too easy to well, make. I mean, when you fill up your flamingos with beer for on the way down to Chattanooga, you're going to get a little bit drunk. Hashtag full mingo. Um, Luis Robles stymied Toronto with a, a pretty fantastic save. Although, let's face it, Shep Messing, noted goalkeeper and playgirl model, uh, claimed that it was the... Gr- I didn't know the, know the last part. I've heard talked about before, but we I, have, I, I, I blocked it out of my memory. Uh, sure. you are, it is very lucky that you have uh, blocked that out. Anyway, um, Messing said that it was the best save that he had seen in MLS this year. Not quite. No, there's one better this week. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm a little biased, but I'm pretty sure I'm yeah. right. Um, own goal was back with a uh, Chris Mavinga deflection via Kaku. Opened up the now, scoring. Did own goal move from Galaxy to Toronto for like, damn, or is this like a Kamara situation where there's like a ton of them? No, it's 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 like a... It's a Lala Sabu Bakar situation where he goes on loan randomly. Okay, and then just yeah. called back. Yeah, yeah. That's it, crazy. They was called back for this game because they've happened at the same exact time. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Mark Shakowski got taken down in the box, but Danny Royer missed the penalty for his first time in MLS. Um, the Rebels, however, were able to put the game away. Kamar Lawrence getting the late one to make it two nil. Speaking of two nil. That was the scoreline for LAFC taking down New England on the road. New England's good luck run out, or I think it's I them mean, going yeah, up against LAFC. That's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LAFC has a goal differential of thirty-eight, which is the same amount of points that Minnesota has in second place. Dear God, yep. <laughs> but um, dear to Rossi, hell of a lob by yeah, that kid. Yeah, Quintero um, esque. Chips the keeper, not from too far out. He was in the box at that point. I feel like he was trying to cross that. I think it, it was a shots. I think, I, think it, I have to disagree with you. I think it was a shot. The way that it dipped at the very end, that made it seem like it was okay, definitely a shot fine. on target. Uh, <laughs> Latif Blessing then had some quick reactions and fancy footwork doubling the lead. In the blessed. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> Also, speaking of hashtag blessed, after he requested that people pray for him to have him get paid during this season, uh, Latif Blessing gonna get paid. He signed an extension through 2022, uh, reportedly below TAM level, but... Did Latif Blessing just do the secret? Is he doing the secret right now? Um, No, I think he's doing the (laughs) use somebody from the athletic to plead your case that you are being grossly underpaid which to be fair he definitely has been so, which is telling me as latif blessing is a prosperity gospel preacher gotcha yep <laughs> latif joel osteen blessing um orlando with another <laughs> two nil win uh this time over fc dallas tesho akindeli opening the scoring lamina sane um it's worth a blatant handball let's be honest colin it's like, a blatant handball I, like I, I, I don't know how it wasn't given. VAR reviewed it too. Yeah. And it didn't get called. He jumps in the box with his arms outstretched like he's doing Air Christ 900. Like. And 
The like, ball hits his hands. He looked like Scott Stapp at the end of the With Arms Wide Open video. <laughs> like, I, I'm surprised that there wasn't, like, a tempest around him, that he wasn't standing on a cliff or something. Well, fortunately for him, it wasn't called. He didn't get nailed to a cross by Orlando fans. Uh, Carlos asked us. Uh, you can make that joke I as can. the pastor's son I here can. rather than uh, the Satanist over <laughs> here. Um, Carlos well, Escuas did end up doubling the lead. A great batchel. Assist by Sasha Kleschen. Too bad that these guys couldn't repeat the performance tonight. Yeah. Whatever. We'll we'll get to it. Um, For once, not a 2-0 win. Uh, FC Cincinnati losing 2-1 against Vancouver at home. Um, TT back in goal. (laughs) That's a champion's nickname. Uh, I I know that it is his nickname. Why, dude? Learn the vernacular and... Like, I mean, TT was the nickname of Thierry Henry. Yeah. Aside from, but like, he's good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this. First, we saw Teton during this game. Good. The losing goal for FC Cincinnati saw him get nutmegged by the cross, not by the shot, by the cross. Yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, it wasn't a cross, it was like a six yard pass. Eh, but a center, low cross into the box. Like, that's, that's, yeah. But still, it was bad. Yeah, uh, like signing of the season, right? <laughs> for every other team that plays against them. Ritchie uh, much, which it, unfortunately for MLS has uh, been very few with Spencer Ritchie getting the lion's share of play back there. Uh, Inbom Wong had a belter to oh, equalize on this absolute one. Absolute belter for him. Um, as we tra- mentioned before, Vancouver's had a goal. Uh, TT <laughs> was uh, not med and Felipe tapped it in from like two yards out. Um, Alan Cruz opened the story in for Cincinnati. They were leading in this game. They scored first. Six minutes in. Um, Minnesota couldn't store on them in 90 plus. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the good news for Cincinnati fans, uh, they finally have an actual coach. Uh, Ron Yans has been officially unveiled. His visa finally went through. Apparently, that was the reason that it took them this long. Interesting. I'm, uh, I'm dead serious on this. Maybe they will suck less. Uh, maybe. Uh, all right. For the snatch game, we should put our uh, masks on. Yeah. Uh, get your hazmat suit. Oh, I had my old. Zip. I have my uh, old style medieval doctor beak. So bring out your dad. Pretty much. Bring um, out your dad. This is a very important question for. I think everybody in Colorado at the moment. Is there a vaccine for the plague? I mean, I think the answer to that is the same one as, is Colorado good? <laughs> I don't a, know. A, just a shrug. Uh, um, <laughs> so we should explain, right? Um, before the game, Colorado sent out a statement that they weren't going to be able to do uh, fireworks after the game today or on Saturday uh, yeah. because um, a flea and... Of a flea infestation in the prairie dodges, but the fleas are carrying the plague. Yes. So basically, in 2019, the year of our Lord or the year of our Lamin Sane. Yes, indeed. Um, essentially, the the local um, wildlife reserve uh, had reported a number of cases of plague infesting some of these prairie dogs. 
Why they had to cancel the fireworks as a result, I can only assume is something related to the prairie dogs losing their shit over fireworks, which... Maybe they shouldn't be doing fireworks anyway. I mean, (laughs) like, they're already... This stadium is built on, like, an old munitions factory. (laughs) They should not be doing fireworks. There is no fucking way that you should do anything that would anger the animals around there, like... Yeah, this they is, might grab guns. And this shoot. is basic science, you guys. I mean, between the ammunitions field or below the Detroit Park and the weird bunker in the Denver airport and the plague, that Colorado's a weird place, right? Um, we should I not mean, go there at the moment. Plus, I'd wheel weed. Yeah, so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um,. <laughs> You know, what, you know who else was definitely on that legal weed? Uh, Montreal, when they faced Colorado, losing 6-3. to three. <laughs> Yeah. Kai Kamara had four goals in this game. One was three for of, Montreal. Yeah, three of them were for his own team, yeah. which, good for him. They, they said that he got a hat trick. But he had four goals. Yeah, when Whatever, he, is that, that a, was after he scored his fourth goal. What is the four? Is a four like two is a brace, three is a hat trick. Is four goals anything? Um, I'm pretty sure that's a full body cast. Okay, moving on. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Evan Bush felt really bad for Kai Kamara after um, that opening own goal uh, by scoring one of his own. Uh, but penalty to Colorado. Kai Kamara scored. The first one for his team, then finished a brace before halftime. Diego Rubio then added to the misery. Um, for we should mention Tim Howard was subbed off in this game. So Toto used a sub on a goalkeeper for, um, and I quote, tiredness reasons. Yes. Does he do a lot of running back there? Not yelling, but not not a lot of yeah running. How old is Tim Howard at this point? Uh, 805. That's probably why. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things did go south for Colorado after Tim Howard got subbed off. Somehow, Maxi Rudy actually scored for Montreal. He did something positive on the pitch. Good for, for the him. first time this year and yeah. definitely the first time for Montreal. Yep. Safir Tider then converted a penalty, uh, but then Colorado woke back up, I guess. Shinyashiki scored the fifth. Kai Kamara actually does finish his hat trick his fourth of the night though um this was a bonkers game for evan, so many reasons <laughs> i mean speaking of tiredness reasons evan bush looked exhausted by the end of the game just wanted to be like hey they subbed off their goalkeeper can you can you sub me off too i hate it out please here. i feel please. like i have the plague oh no sub me off i mean i mean it might have worked yeah he was the one calling for uh montreal to bring out their dead um, Houston with a 1-0 loss at home against the Chicago Fire of all teams. Yeah. Just, what? And, in, you know, like you said, in Houston, too, Chicago not very good on the road or at all this year. Houston usually very good at home. But Nemanja Nitovic scores from a set piece, and Calvo, uh, the sweetest moment of this game, Calvo almost scores. Yeah. The remember he's not good at star- yeah. soccer. His two-inch tap-in turned to a, the opposite crossbar. Uh, no, what happened was, um, he was standing at the second post of a dual post, um, bouncer shot that did not go in. And then he promptly cleared it away from the goal that he was trying to score. I mean, from two inches out. When you're a defender, those instincts kick in. I know. I know. (laughs) Like you would think like most of those instincts would actually be for an own goal, 
I know he's got experience with it, so yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he uh, does. Yeah, he does. RSL three one victors at home over NYCFC. First game without Mike Petke at the helm as he serves out his uh, league mandated suspension. Go read the athletic um, article on everything that transpired uh, because guess what? We speculated exactly correctly. And a quick little update or summary of that: he's dumber than we thought. I, uh, I mean, dumb for using the, the for using the slur, but even dumber for taking writing it down on a piece of paper and giving them physical evidence of his shittiness. Like, like I know how I will, I will not get away from this. Oh, if oh, away with this, I'll write it down and give it to them. Yeah, like, like it's, it, he's so dumb. It, it, so dumb. It's like in grade school where you hand your crush a a note that says be mine yes no except for instead of be mine he (laughs) said are you a mother effing p word yeah i i wish i was kidding about that uh what which box did the ref check um i think he checked the uh two week suspension and anchor management box. Um, That's a good choice. Yes. <laughs> Alex Ring opened the scoring for NYCFC, but RSL went three unanswered. Um Savarino scored Albert Rusnak belter for yeah, the ultimate very similar game winner. To in bombs goal earlier for Vancouver. Yep. Similar distance and similar finish. Yep. And then Baby Beasler, Nick Beasler. Nicky Bees. I forgot he was in the lead. Uh scores yes, a bat heel goal that he didn't want to celebrate because it like oh yeah I'm definitely offside. Yeah. No, 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 not outside. Okay, let me let me, let me kiss me. the crest. Oh, oh, I grabbed the Adidas. Um, I'm I'm not hey, kissing that. Beasler loves his Adidas. Those three stripes. Oh, yeah, love it. All those yeah. white jerseys, just fantastic. So original. Uh, San Jose won. Columbus won. That was a shock result. Absolutely. Uh, San Jose watched had a game much like uh, Minnesota did against uh, Vancouver last week. Does not take any of their chances. Um, yeah. For the goals for. It's for the expected goals in this game must have been through the roof for San Jose. They were indeed. Um, they did get lucky. Uh, Harrison Athol called for a penalty. Lucky they did a penalty, but also it was a penalty. It, like, it was definitely it was a, a penalty. Good call. Yeah, like and no disputing that. Magnus Eriksson did convert it. But then Jossi Zarley scores. It it really we'll, doesn't work, we'll work the same it. way. We'll yeah. <laughs> um, scored a header this time, not a facer. Yeah, uh, good memo from him to you know get that straight. Don't hit it with your face, but your head. Yeah, I There's mean, a Calvin Hobbs strip about that actually. Definitely, definitely um, is. But uh, yeah, Columbus kind of on their way up. I think it's still too little, too late for them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, but I think Taylor Porter finally has his team in order, and the signings they made in this transfer window have really helped them. I think. Yeah, they they, they have moved a couple of players on. They've brought some new ones in. We'll see how things... With that, we are going to take our break. We'll come back at you with a little bit more about MLS, including news about Minnesota United and a very busy week for them. We'll be right back. And we're back out. We're going to jump right into our segment, Don't Look Back in Anger. But don't look back in anger. I heard you say. 
in this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward. <laughs> only forward, dear God. Only forward. Although, looking backwards this time... Looks Could a lot, be worse. Looks a lot like looking forward. Does yeah. we're going to play the same team twice in one week. Yes, indeed. Uh, 1-0 victory for the Loons over the Portland Timbers of all teams. Um, ugly incident in the stands, unfortunately, uh, where one of the uh, capos for the Timbers Army, Timbers Army yep. got uh, punched in the face. Um, Apparently... I'm a United fan. Yes. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, that was awesome. No, you fucked inside and stop doing that. Yeah. Stop doing the dames. You're not a real fan. Yeah. If you want to get punched in the face, go punch somebody else in the face and then I will personally see to it that you get punched in the face 17 times. 16 of which number. will come when you're unconscious. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, uh, don't do that. Uh, <sighs> yeah, violence in the sands, don't. no matter what, is not cool, not guys. Cool. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best. Yeah. Uh, he was kicked out of yes. the game. Uh, yeah. Security didn't get to him. Yeah. But and um, it, the victim of it actually is a locally based Timbers Army member. Yeah. Which, which makes it even worse. Yeah. But uh, but he was in. He was actually the guest on the fifty-five-one pod this week and was in. Fairly good spirits good, I hope for it, despite, a, you know, getting punched in the face. I hope he has a better experience at Allianz with the same result on Wednesday. There we go. Um, kind of another humdrum game for the Loons. Some very bad finishing in this game. Uh, very bad finishing. Uh, I think the field has gotten worse. Yes, it has. Um, Miguel Bar with a golden chance in the second half. Uh, ball, as he's winding up to hit it, Bounces right before his foot hits it and he skies yeah. it. Like any other time that that's finished in the back of the net by Miguel. Exactly. Um, and you really feel for him too. You can tell that he's a little bit stressed about his role in the team. Yeah. He he needs to see the ball go back to the net um quickly. Quickly. Yes. Um he needs a confidence boost. And I he, I think he'll get it eventually. Yeah. Um it's only a matter of time. He's been Despite his lack of dominance, he's been all over the the pitch. Yeah, um, his energy has been immense for this team, and for I think he's helped a lot with in Dasper's development on the left there too. Definitely has. Um, it, part of the reason that he's stressed out is that Robin Lode did join the team, um, made his first appearance. Did not, not really see the ball at all no, in uh, his in his. 30-minute cameo. Yeah, still, uh, even with him on the pitch, very focused on the right side for the attack um, with Finley and Metinar. Uh Tintero, out of this game through Yellowcard suspension, I expect to see him back on Wednesday. Um, Which I'll, is probably today, yeah, if you're we'll listening see. to yeah. it when this comes to out. the open Nick, game. <laughs> make sure that you get that out in time. Don't make us liars. Please. Um, I don't want to predict what's going to happen in this Open Cup game, by the way. No, I don't either. Yeah, because I don't want to look like stupid or change this one way or the other. Exactly. Um, Vito Manone, though, with his eighth shutout of the season, which is the most. Was it eighth or ninth? Eighth, I, thought... I think. No, I no, think it was the eighth. Okay, this time you're uh, probably right. Which is tied? Well, not tied. This is this ties the amount we had the first two years total. Yes. Um, this team also has two more points total than they have in the past two years. There's eleven games left. Second. Are you feeling confident at all? We're second in the West. Yeah, second in the West. Seattle's faltering. We'll get to that later. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Sasha. 
Um, Kansas City, not all there. Dallas and Houston out of it. Yeah, are struggling. Yes, uh, tomato points here and there. Yeah. Um, do you feel confident at all in Minnesota? Are you a traditional Minnesota fan waiting for the well, roof see, from crashing down? Uh, the thing is that a traditional Minnesota fan does actually get excited and then gets their heart broken. The woke Minnesota <laughs> United fan or just Minnesota fan in general knows to remain dead inside until something good happens. Then you can really celebrate the shock of it. Like that that's how it works. I recommend that for anyone involved. <laughs> yeah. um, we Don't should... start cheering until either we have a trophy in our hands or the playoffs are coming. Yeah. To our team. Exactly. Um, we should talk about the incident that led to the only goal in this game. Handball in the box. Laris Maviala. Some question marks about whether or not VAR should have confirmed it. I I think it should have. Um, the way that when the ball was coming in, I just went for the ball with his head. Before the ball has even reached there, uh, Maviala has his hands outstretched in front yeah. uh, goal side of Opara's head. Yeah. It, it's worth noting that the ball did touch Opara first. But still, if his hands weren't out like that, it would have right. been a shot on net. Yeah. And I, I do think the question that uh, referee Chris Penso had to look at was whether or not his decision of ball to hand should have stood given Maviola's placement. I think that's probably what he was looking at and noticing that indeed Maviola was stretching out for that in a pretty reckless fashion if you're a uh, defender. Very kind of uh, keystone tops defending right there. That should never happen on a corner kick. Yeah. Um, At that point, the Loons had already taken off Angelo Rodriguez. Darwin Quintero obviously was not in the game. So penalty goes to Ethan Finley, which surprised a few people i guess I mean, he took one in montreal yeah um so i'm not too surprised i was surprised more in the montreal one he took it over kevin molino who's usually right. who was our uh, previous penalty taker before, before uh, darwin showed up um i thought steve clark saved it yeah at first he got a hand to me just the right way and i my heart leaped, left into my throat and then stayed there because i was like cheering when it saw the ripple the back of the net yeah um it, during that little gap, actually throughout that second half, I was waving the giant dark clouds flag and uh, shredding whatever muscles in my <laughs> arms exist. I mean, you're so ripped now, though. I did definitely worked out. Yeah, uh, ripped as in like torn, torn from my uh, R.I.P. Rip torn. Oh, <laughs> please don't remind me of that. Anyway, um, it, but as that went in, and I started waving that flag again, all of a sudden that flagpole just collapsed on me that's right and it so, fell on me and i was like taking the flag off and putting it back it's like so oh we no we need it. we need this flag right now we need this flag <laughs> and i i have to say this that is such a ridiculous ridiculous concept from an outsider's perspective like being unable to fully celebrate a game-winning penalty goal in the 91st minute because your flag isn't working correctly like it made perfect sense to us, honestly. It, it totally <laughs> did. Which I don't know if that means that we're even more lost of causes or what it is. Um, oh. In any case, 
loons with a three points that yep. they needed to get into second place on the table. Uh, Vito Monone, man of the match, and deservedly so in this game. Uh, fan- fantastic double save against, uh, I think, Sebastian Blanco had both those shots. Yes, I believe um, so. And I think the best saves, well, the second save was the best save of the week. And so yeah. I'll take that uh, play girl commentator that I just named. I Shep forgot. Messing, I Shep Messing. It, it, the biggest thing about that double save was just how it recharged that crowd. I yeah, mean, absolutely. You know, it, it, it was a very, very good atmosphere during that game. But the little bit that was flagging all of a sudden just it, it was a shot of adrenaline to the wonder wall. And I think to the I rest of the defense as well. Yeah. And it, they maybe needed it. Um, speaking of potential shots of adrenaline, uh, reports came through early, um, middle of last week, uh, February, uh, not February, Jesus Friday. Yeah. Um, Minnesota United are probably by now announcing, um, the signing of Thomas Chacon 18-year-old Uruguayan, young designated player uh, from Danubio FC in Uruguay. U17, U20 international um, has pretty much been a mainstay in all of the youth setup for one of the best teams in the world, would you say Uruguay is? I mean, yeah, I think like it, um, I mean, they're probably top three in the, they're probably right behind Argentina and Brazil and in uh South America. Yeah. So that makes them one of the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And talent factory out there, uh, Danubio themselves. I actually had to look this up. Uh, Diego Forlan was a very young player there, which is kind of weird because Chacon looks exactly like Diego Forlan. Are we not, are we sure that this not like a clone of Diego Forlan? I mean, if it is, I mean, fantastic. We made a great shit. Four million dollars for Diego Forlan's clone at eighteen years old. I will take that. Um, this is a big deal. This is a massive signing for an attacking midfielder. I did the scouting report for E Pluribus Lunum that is probably going to be out around the same time that this gets dropped. He reminds me almost in a projectable facsimile of Darwin Quintero at 18 at 18, which is huge. Yeah. Um, this is a step in the right direction for Minnesota. Um, you, you looked at Atlanta, you looked at LAFC two other expansion teams have really made splash signings from young South American players. Yes. Um, we didn't do that. Our two South American players are both in their thirties. I think Angelo's in his thirties. I think Angelo just, 20, turned yeah, just turned 30, 30, but still, so. And not I mean, not against them, but that's who we started being there. Ages, and got them. man. Um, but this is if he if he pans out, I, I always question marks about these signings. Um, what at Atlanta between uh, Barco Martinez, Almiron, and Pity Martinez, like the scale of those four guys, the success for each of them is not the same. Yeah, and you could almost argue that the amount of money invested for each of those players has really had an impact on what sort of expectations you should have. Right. And frankly, how they've met them. Right. And four million for eighteen year old Uruguayan, who's played at international youth level, has been a mainstay in starting eleven at his current club. Yep. Uh mostly Broken, on, the, on the left. Yeah. Even though the, but they have a club club legend, thirty six year old guy 
Tam at the 10th yeah, spot. Yeah, like, a guy with very little mobility, but yeah, he's... Yeah, you got to put him on the wing. Yeah. So, uh, Chacon has definitely looked better in the middle. Yeah. I would expect him either possibly to spell out on the wing, but more than likely to be a late-game sub for the next 11 games to finish out the season. Yeah. And then, who knows? And this is very tight in as well, because this is the first the first year before this that we actually had young talents coming up through the ranks. Exactly. With Dotson, Daspar, and Ford, and St. Clair, and Toy. Yeah. Young guys making the name in the, in the squad. And this guy can only add to that and hopefully create a core of those guys that can carry us for the next five, six years. Yeah. One big thing about this, Taylor Twelman mentioned this on the telecast uh, for ESPN this weekend. Darwin Quintero is up for a contract option at the end of this year. So his contract isn't necessarily guaranteed for 2020. I'm I'm not speculating that he gets moved, given that if you look at the stats, if you look at what sort of trend lines there are for you know, what sort of money you should be making if you're getting as many goals and assists per game, Quintero is pretty much a dead-on value for the money. Yeah. And it's a team option for next year. Right. If I was Minnesota, I'd definitely pick him up and keep him. And then if there's any whispers of like, Oh, I want to sign him. This team in that match wants to sign him. This team in Columbia wants to sign him. Yeah. Get, take the money. Yeah. Especially given the fact that you didn't invest that much into a transfer fee for right. him. And if Chacon is the real deal, you have a you already have someone waiting in the wings to replace him if you do sell him to Elite Match team, Columbia yep. team, wherever he goes next. Bingo. Um speaking of waiting in the wings, uh Dane St. Clair is likely to get a bit more playing time. Because Bobby Shulworth was announced to be going on a USL back-and-forth loan to the Sacramento Republic. We all, we all knew that Bobby Shulworth wanted first-team football. Um, this seems like the only way he'll get it at this point in his career, unfortunately. Um, he was a fan favorite for the past two years. Um, he, broke our, he broke his nose for us, but he's not leaving until after the FC Dallas game this Saturday. Um, you speculated when you were watching highlights that he might start this Saturday to give Vito a little bit of a rest, which I'd be okay with. Yeah. Um, total speculation, nothing informed on yeah, that. Exactly. Just the fact that, you know, FC Dallas haven't been on that great a form recently. Vito could probably use a breather, especially um, playing likely uh, during the U.S. Open Cup. I will say this, though. The fuck are you saying first team football for? You know what the title of this show is. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um it should be a shame of yourself. So I'll just I'll just leave then? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bye. Nick, take over. But the championship is a game. You Thanks, know, Nick. Nick. You know what, Nick? That was a terrible analysis of that situation. I'm I'm back on. <laughs> okay. We are diving back into the championship now. <laughs> um it, Couple more games to go. DC United. Jesus Christ, this was a bad week for the black and red. Um, should we start with the uh, the transfer news and just work our way back towards the game? Just yeah, really let's quickly. let's do it. Um, Wayne Rooney off to back to jolly old England. Jolly old England. Uh, uh, going back to Derby County. So going from DCU to DCFC. I mean, 
I mean, this will be easy for. I mean, he'll probably still write DCU and on his checks until like, oh, it's yeah. easy. Yeah, darn it. Yeah, basically. That's I mean, I think that people do. Yeah, he definitely writes his own checks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, is DCU a credit union though? It probably is. It probably is. <laughs> Um, um, but Randy Rooney joined in there as a player coach. Yep. Um, the move is going to be effective. Um, the start of the January transfer window in England. So DC still have him for the stretch run. That was a big thing with um, him potentially leaving. The concern was with just how little time there is in the transfer window. Would they be able to find anything else? And now they can wait. And, exactly. But honestly, they'll have to do a real shake up this winter. Um, Rooney's already gone. Acosta's probably gone. Yeah. Ariel is also probably on his way out. Hamid's also probably on his way out. Those are four key starters for DC yep. United. Lucas Rodriguez as well. Hasn't been a big time player for them, but... But he's fine in his feet. Yeah, yeah. and it, his loan is going to be up. They'll have to decide whether or not to keep him around. Or, I mean, you know, this, this frankly is the best possible time to blow things up. You do have a little bit of momentum still with Audi field. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might have to wait that long because, uh, right after the Rooney news broke, uh, Messit Ozil linked DC United. Colin, your thoughts. I am so, so conflicted about this <laughs> because, and uh, as an Arsenal fan, Mesut Ozil has been one of the most brilliantly maddening players ever, but everything points to him being 100% able to destroy MLS. Everything about his game says he would annihilate this league. Oh, yeah. Um, not the quickest, but can pick out a pass like, with the best of them. Exactly. Like, he's, he could, might have the Ibsen effect. We saw an NASL where he picked up passes that his players, his teammates weren't good enough to get to, but I think he'd be, he's good enough to yeah, uh, he, just he's, slide over Yeah, that. he's smart enough to adjust. I mean, I don't think it happens, but if it does, <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, back to the game. Um, um, all I have written out for notes is for Pino Badoya 2020. Yeah. So um, as Philadelphia won 5-1 over DC United, um, DC did go down um, Joseph Mora early on in the game. Um, it just They weren't able to get any traction afterwards. But uh, the biggest story of this game was Alejandro Bedoya scoring the opener about four minutes in thereabouts and promptly celebrating quick, then sprinting over to one of the field mics, grabbing it and yelling into it, uh, Hey, Congress, do something. And gun violence now. And then he dropped the mic, as you do when you say something like that. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. You should probably pay for a replacement mic. Yeah, uh, MLS didn't like, didn't punish him at all. No, they no, should, they God should, no. They should have came out like, we're not finding him for the statement, but we would like them to pay for the mic he's fight. Like, that thing was expensive. expensive. They don't expect it. They don't accept TAM or GAM like, or DP money at the uh, microphones yeah. at the Radio Shack. We don't do Bilehorn mics. Are those still I mean, around? Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I think they probably go to Guitar Center for it. But, I mean, we do need to talk about this, though, because oh, yeah, uh, this was a really terrible, terrible week in America. We had. I believe the death toll is 31 from it's, 
probably more. It, it's and it has gone up more, since yeah. the incidents this weekend. Indeed. Um, El Paso, Texas, Dayton, Ohio, not Toledo, Ohio. By the way, just just want to make sure that I mean, clarified. who could admit those up? That's it's they're not even close to me. Yeah, right like one. Yeah, like what sort of fucking <laughs> idiot would do that? But um, it, it's hard for us as fans to fully appreciate the way that politics enters the conversation in sports. It, it's it's tough for us because we don't want sports to always reflect it but at the same time we also recognize that every single one of these players are human beings that's something that the mls players union president bob foos said basically we have to know that these people going on the field aren't just robots they're not automatons going out for entertainment Mm -hmm. they're citizens as well and when we uphold some of these players for the positive things that they're doing in the community, we have to recognize that they have their own beliefs, they have their own political opinions. When Ale Bedoya ran over to that microphone, you not only knew that there was going to be the weight of fans being upset that he was bringing politics into the game, you saw that weight as knowing what sort of courage it took to celebrate in that fashion. Yeah. There's a whole thing in this country that, you know, you keep politics out of it. Stick to sports has been said, I think, to every single athlete that voices their opinion about anything multiple yeah. times. And to do that after we've had more mass shootings than days in the year this year. Yeah. I mean... Props to him. Bedoya is, a, is the man right yeah. now. And, it, you know, and I, I think he was right in saying he doesn't know what the solution is. It's not necessarily his job as a soccer player to have the right answer on gun policy. No. But it is definitely his job as a respected person in his community to do what he can to say something needs to be done. Someone with a voice, someone exactly. American citizen with a platform bigger than the average one. Um, yeah, props to him. I yeah, I don't know about you, but this past week just taken a toll on me. Oh, um, it just it mentally one hundred percent has. I mean, every it, time I go, I, I mean, since I think Sandy Hook, every time I go to an event anywhere in public, I'm like, we can probably run to that exit. Yeah, if something happened. Yeah, like. It, it has become part of our existence as Americans to be hyper vigilant of anything happening mm-hmm. at any time. The fact that we have to deal with that is shameful as a society. We yeah. should not go into everyday life. We shouldn't be worried about going to a Walmart or a shopping center or a movie theater or a nightclub, we shouldn't be thinking about where is the nearest exit? What do I do if the shooter is over there or if he's on the other side? Right. Like, and we that, should, we should be very clear. It's not a mental health issue. It's not a video game issue. 
Other countries have those. Yeah. They as, have both of those. Yeah. As someone that played a ton of Call of Duty as a kid, and as someone who is certifiably crazy. <laughs> like, I, I am open about my uh, mental health issues. I mean, in your defense, it only came to light after that Northern, Ir- Northern Ireland comments. Okay, but, fair I mean, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but it, I know full well what it's like to be the person that is apparently marginalized enough by being a white dude in society. Mm -hmm. Like I know what that sort of marginalization is. I know that that's not what causes these people to become white supremacists. I know that's not what causes these people to take up arms and drive nine hours to go shoot up a fucking Walmart. Something much, much more insidious is happening in our society. And if it's not the fact that we have access to weapons, at the very least, you need to get rid of that access Mm -hmm. so you can start sorting things out. There needs to be something done. And Bedoya is right. And we, two United fans here, stand behind him. Um, If you ever... Alejandro Bedoya, if you ever hear this, you're, if you're ever in Minnesota, we'll buy you a round of whatever you drink. So I don't know if it's beer, if it's soda or Monster or Red Bull or just I, a warm he, he glass plays, of milk before you go to bed. I'll buy yeah, it for he, you. He, he plays for Philly. I doubt it's Red Bull. Just, just saying <laughs> that. Um, unfortunately, this wasn't the only game this weekend where politics <laughs> appeared as one of the main talking points in the game. Um, Seattle's 3-2 loss at home against Sporting Kansas City was marked by um, some pregame violence uh, brought on by a group of uh, far-right activists in the Proud Boys. Which I, I'm sorry, that's the dumbest name for anything ever. It's so fucking stupid. The Proud Boys sounds like a subset of the Boy Stouts. Exactly. Like, that should be what Cub Stouts are called, is Proud Boys. Yeah. It's real uh, fucking yeah. dumb. I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I probably called somebody a proud boy as a Boy Scout in a not so nice uh, <laughs> fashion. You had your time. You I know. I know. That way. Um, but this was brought on by the um, Seattle front office lumping anti-fascist activists and iconography with the far right, with swastikas with nazis this is something that has been part of american supporters culture for much longer than our current political environment Mm -hmm. you know anti-fascism has been an integral part of these groups primarily because the only way that we can actually guarantee inclusivity is by making sure that intolerance is kept out of the stands you know you can't have a safe environment for immigrants you can't have a safe environment for the lgbtq community you can't have a safe environment for women when there are xenophobes when there's homophobes when there's misogynists whenever there is intolerance you can't create the environment that we want to have in the stands. That's why there has been this active stance 
to make sure that far right elements that have been part of soccer culture overseas, why these are getting stamped out. So the fact that Seattle's front office and to their credit, they did somewhat walk it back. But the fact that they did decide to lump these groups in was really, really chilling for me as a fan because I got into soccer because it was the sport that seemed to be the most inclusive, that seemed to be the most diverse. Knowing that that's at risk is really frightening to me. And knowing that there was like legitimate acts of violence that were carried out by the members of the Proud Boys, um, video emerged of one of the Emerald City supporters getting decked in the face multiple times. Mm-hmm. It, it's frightening to know that this is what happens when you do give quarter to the far right. It, it's, I, I don't have anything to add yeah. because I agree with you on all points. Um, no, it's, it's scary. It is. And, and we can only hope that MLS reverses its stance on displaying various anti-fascist iconography. Um, in the meantime, it's something that supporters groups need to remain vigilant about. You know, we don't want to be gatekeepers, but at the same time, you need to make sure that there is some sort of protection against intolerance. And at um, this last week's team, a bunch of Wonderwall supporters were wearing symbols of the Iron Front. Myself in, included. Yes. And I, there was, was there a banner? I didn't see it from my spot. I don't know if they went going through with it or just stuck with the uh, shirts. It, it was just the shirts. I think the banner that you're referring to actually uh, requested that Carly Rae Jepsen be given a sword. So and that was that was allowed to go up. I know. That was to, no, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> no, stick to sports, dark literati. <laughs> Band guns and swords and swords. I mean, <laughs> who the fuck needs a sword? I mean, but Carly Rae Jepsen does need one though. Yeah, uh, give her a sword. Yeah, um, she's the only one that deserves a sword. Should we move on to the game? I mean, there um, was some funny stuff in this game. It, it, there, there was. I mean, um. I just want to quickly say Nick's review of this game. Nick, again, is producer Nick is a uh, Seattle fan. Uh, one column supporter because he's a Minnesota supporter. He told me he was part of one club. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Keep quote, your scene politics out of this. <laughs> His review, quote, this game was garbage. They needed more performance dancing drudge, clearly. Which um, is funny. In related news. Roman Torres will miss the next 10 games after a violation of the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. Um, He claims that he is unsure what um, possible medicine he took uh, that led to a positive. It could have been something like cold medicine, he claims. I have a feeling that it could have been something a little more like steroids. (laughs) Always play the fertility medicine drug. Works for Manny Manny Ramirez. Works for a bunch of baseball players. I mean, play that card. But do you want to say that you're having fertility problems? And play 10 games, yes. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, But uh, his his presence was definitely missed. Uh, His presence knew who uh, gave away a penalty and... um, 
Tim Teehee does not have the strength yeah. of Roman Torres or the speed to make up for that just that lack of strength. Exactly. And uh, Kansas City burned them. Yeah. Um, Xavier Ariaga as well came in as a sub. He's going to be seeing a lot more time than uh, they might have wanted given their defensive woes. Yeah. This it, was here's how bad it was for Seattle. Eric Hurtado scored. That's a uh, like. A man in poverty's Jesse's artist. Like, That's saying a something. A dollar is worth Jesse's artist. All I have is this pocket lint and an expired bus tab. What can I do with this? And they did Eric Tortado. I mean, I'm I'm surprised that like you can't get the bus tab recycled for something better, but <laughs> I yeah. Also, what the hell's a bus tab? I, meant to say I think pass and yeah, I, didn't, I think you're looking for like a transfer ticket. Yeah, transfer ticket. That was what I meant. Yeah, but it's expired, and that's what Hertha was worth before this game. Right. Um, but he did score the game winning goal, um, three two, and then being the, the score line for this game. Seattle will be missing their big man in defense. Nick uh, projected that they might be on the downslope and might fall out of the playoff spot. He's worried they might fall out of the playoff spot. Uh, he's a um, true Minnesotan sports yeah, supporter. Congratulations that you made it. Yay. All right. Um, let us move very quickly to mention um, the U.S. Open Cup. Um, the bad news is that Minnesota United will not host the final that we will invariably That's not make anyway for my wallet but otherwise um a bummer. It, it's really bad for my wallet because <laughs> it means that should they win i have a trip to fucking atlanta to look forward to um atlanta united with a 2-0 road win over orlando city um emerson Hyman getting off the mark for uh atlanta in this game Again, Joseph Martinez did not travel to this game, and hopefully we'll be on for the final. But say, like, Lee Davis, yeah. he's fine. Yeah. But, like, the final might be on for him. But, like, he's fine. Like, he's no structural damage to anything. Like, he's going to be fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it doesn't work that way, man. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But uh, the final will be played in Atlanta, regardless of the winner of Minnesota versus Portland. And no predictions. Uh, let's move on to... None. They call it football. Um, Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have to come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. Uh, first, I guess real game, but really FA who cares? Community Shield, motherfucker. LF, uh, Liverpool won, City won. City win a bullshit not real trophy. doesn't really matter at all on, penal- on penalties. That I would not really want anyway. That's it. It's dumb. Like who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I assume that you actually watched this game. How much of a? I, I didn't actually. We wow. Were packing up and leaving our Airbnb in Duluth. So uh, I mean, like, to... I I would have assumed that you would have like watched the replay of that because no. I mean, uh, I, Sh- Shane did show me the highlights of uh, Kyle Walker's goal line clearance. So that was nice of him to do that. Yeah. Uh, that was thanks, great. man. Yeah. There's, Fucking awesome. Yeah. But in related news, Shane is not invited to this podcast anymore, but we will still have him on our futsal team. Um, uh, should we just say your best signing of the season, of the country window so far and then give our like predicted winners um, for the Premier League? I, I don't know in terms of best signings. I mean, of it's, the country window, I think, so far. For you guys, for Arsenal. Oh, for Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's got to be Nicolas Pepe. Yeah, yeah. He just recently signed from Lille. 
Yep. Who I'm surprised they let him go because they made the Champions League this year and the first he wanted to leave and play in the Euro League. But so. I mean, it, Pepe apparently had been an Arsenal fan before this, at least. Doesn't surprise me. That's what they always say. But um, the money talks, uh, Lille, I think, are going to be very concerned about keeping their status up long term. Um, The fact that they're going to be getting about $10 million a year for the next five years as a result of Arsenal's installment plan on this. They're fine with that. They are more than happy with it. (laughs) Um, But it's a very good signing. On the way out, however, uh, Laura Koscielny, uh, was announced today, um, is moving on a uh, transfer to Bordeaux, which was not at all surprising to anyone that has been following. It, it, yeah, I think we first mentioned him back when Sasha was on the pod, and yeah. he was not with the team in the USA, and it kind of writing was on the wall, yeah. especially last year with his injury. And I mean, he, it, he was still a club captain and still yeah. had a presence in the locker room, but he to play first first team soccer minutes he needed to move to a team that would give him that and not wait on the wings on arsenal's bench uh he he would have been a starter i don't know about that scrotum mustafi who's that three counts you have at center back he didn't he did start um i mean socrates and (laughs) kishelny were going to be the starting pair so this that's fair this has really wrecked the back line for Arsenal, but oh, that's good you know, it's, it's a it's a situation that unfortunately needed to be resolved somehow. Okay. Um, um, in terms of predictions, uh, let's do a really quick top four, three relegated. Top four, um, in order. Let's go. Man City, Liverpool. Ooh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's if it's going to be worth a the hot take to choose somebody that is unexpected. Um, it, it's hard with this lead it, to even in the top four. Yeah, I mean the top two, I think, are very much set at this point. It, it's going to be Manchester City and Liverpool in a epic battle yet again. I mean, the battle for three and four actually is going to be a lot more interesting this year. I think, just because there's going to be more uncertainty in there. I think so. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Tottenham possibly losing Eriksen to Man United, United. Getting much of players that they wanted, but also how does it make that work? Oli's not a good coach, I don't think. Uh, That's Arsenal, a hot take. It's really not. <laughs> He's not a good coach. Uh, Arsenal, can they balance the Euro lead and uh, play on Thursday nights and also a top four run? Honestly, and Chelsea with the transfer ban and a new coach yeah, with Frank Lampard. Right? Yeah, who who takes that fourth, third and fourth spot? Um, I am going to. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Arsenal get fourth. Okay. And Manny and I get third. I think the the additions that Manny and I have made are probably going to serve them better than the ones that Tottenham have made. I think something has got to give for Spurs. I think the expectations of the last couple of seasons, the fact that they haven't been able to really make that breakthrough, it either means that they're going to do incredibly well or they're going to fall short. I I think it. I feel like the balloon is going to pop on them at some point. Okay, um, I think you're right on that too. They need to make money somehow, and they're not doing it right now. I mean that that's what their giant ass news station is for. <laughs> yeah, but it really, that's so. same. Stadium costs a lot of money. Yeah, is the problem. Uh, my top four: uh, Liverpool, obviously, 
Uh, Man City. I'm doing Arsenal and Chelsea. Arsenal third? I think I think eventually they like, you know what, who cares about the Euro League? Britain puts all in the lead. Yeah. And just I do think that's gonna happen. I think Pepe comes good. I think he's a good signing for you guys. Um I just wondered, can Arsenal win enough games five four? I think I think yes. I think Leno will have a better year in the lead this year in goal. I'm um, not concerned about Leno having a good year. I know you're concerned about like I'm concerned. how do they, how do they replace Bellerin? How um, well, I mean, Bellerin's going to be coming back at some point, but he's going to be he's still diminished as a the injury that he took. Yeah, he's going to be diminished. You, you got to hope that Rob Holding is ready to go pretty quick, and that he continues to show his promise. Yeah, can grow into that role. Yeah, you could even play center back if needed. But um, I think Klasnak has a better year, especially because yeah. he knows how to defend the knife fight. He can fight defend soccer. Soccer ball, <laughs> but we've been waiting for him to be good for a while. Yeah, yeah. Just it, take your goddamn praise and let's move, move to. I, I'm just saying why your praise is ill-founded. I think um, I think uh, Aubameyang is a fantastic striker. I think yeah. Lacazette also is a fantastic striker. If you can work a way to play them together, and like, I mean, maybe it, two it's up going, top. I mean, go it's going that. to be going to score goals. Yeah, I think Lucas Torreira is one of the best DM. Uh, is Best young Chichis in the world. I think he's going to be take that next step and be top five in the Premier League. He's really a number eight. How dare you? Just on this, on this podcast, you just... Granite Shaka is our number six, and that's he, a problem. Oh. No, trust me. Lucas Torreira should be your number six. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that Torreira shouldn't be our number six. I'm just like, saying that Torreira is a number eight. And Granite Shaka is a problem error for you guys, but... Yeah. I think Una Amor is a better, uh, is a, a good coach, and I think he figures it out in the second year. Let's hope. And um, Tottenham's going to fall yeah. off. Uh, relegated teams, who you got? Um, Sheffield United. That's the easiest one, I think, for me. But then I'm going uh, Brighton, and then I'm going to go Newcastle. Ooh. Um, I definitely can see where you're going with um, Sheffield and Newcastle. I think Newcastle especially... Things are probably gonna not be good up there unless Miguel Almiron scores forty goals. Which he could, who knows? Yeah, it's possible. But um I think those two and I'm trying to think of a good shock one. I think maybe things go really far south for Southampton. Okay. I had them I was debating them. Yeah. Um also uh another just out there prediction, Wolves finish in the bottom half of the table this year. Old. Yeah, you're you're a lead tough man playing yeah. the Thursday night games in Turkey, Russia, so Estonia, more. Belarus, um, Romania. Yeah, we we had to play in Azerbaijan multiple times. That sounds like I know. an awful flight. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know ge- geographically how England and Azerbaijan compare, but it sounds like a long way. It's like a six and a half hour flight. <laughs> Oof. So, <laughs> I think we should move on from yeah, our yeah uh, with that stuff. Yeah. We can, we'll talk more about it next week when there's actually games. Friday, Liverpool, Norwich. I will not be at Black Tar because I'll be up north at my family reunion. Aww. Yeah. Sorry, guys. How wholesome. Let's I w- just. I'm watching the game though. Yeah. Let's just call it a night. Um. I. I don't have anything to confess. I think I uh, spilled my heart more than enough already. So, uh, with that, Caleb, where can they find you on the social medias? I'm at Tales in 716. Also, by the Complete Darkness, it's a recap book of the 2018 uh, 
Minnesota United season. I wrote Dame Retaps for this that book, and it's I'm really proud of it. So go buy that at bylinepress.com. Um, also, producer Nick is at Nick Rodriguez. He was that early for to Twitter. You can find all of his um, views on soccer and or other topics, maybe politics. Who knows? He's not doing the thumbs down right now. So um, he's not even that, listening at this point. Handle, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me at the attachments. Uh, you can find my writing or at e pluribus lunum. Um, I did the news piece on Bobby Shelworth's loan, and uh, the scouting piece on Thomas Chacon will go up very shortly after his signing is announced. I uh, can find Notch and his adventures at Lock Stock Spock. You can find us tweeting funny things about soccer at TWO United fans. Make sure that you tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast. Find it on fine podcast apps everywhere. Also, make sure that you rate and review it. Apparently, it helps. It does. It actually does. That, that's what they tell me. So with that, another seven days. I almost said seven <laughs> almost, weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Notch is going to be gone for another, like, eternity so can you imagine how long that podcast would be if we recovered if we covered that entire seven weeks in i have a feeling podcast? it would be nine hours long <laughs> which it kind of feels like it has been at this point so Very sorry. with that we'll bid you adieu take it easy we'll see you in one week see you bye Shame.